This is a Fubar Radio podcast. You can subscribe to the app on Apple and Android. Visit foobarradio.com for more details. Sarah Hugh and Doc Two on Fubar Radio. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, we're bringing a new presentation this Tuesday, 4 till 6. It's the Sarah Maestro and possibly Pete and Pimlico show. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're tuned into Bar Radio. Ultimate, man. Well, you can just switch up the names every week <laughs> of the show. You can't go wrong, man. I'm feeling sorry for the listeners. They're just like, don't know if they're coming or going. I feel sorry for them, man. They're just sitting at home, <laughs> kicking back, taking in the sun. Like Pete and Pimlico. Chilling, <laughs> <laughs> just waiting for us to go. Yeah, Pete and Pimlico, man. He's a star, man. In it. <laughs> so, yes, looking forward to chatting to Pete and Pimlico later in the show. And, yeah, Yes, you are in the hands of myself, Sarah Love, and the one and only My Stiggy. A.K.A. the voice of chocolate velvet cake, all up in your mother-loving ears, giving you that wet willy that you need, mother-lovers. <laughs> Can't wait! How are we feeling this afternoon? How are you feeling, Sarah? I'm feeling cool, and we might even have a guest later. Yeah, that's, we might. That's they, TBC. Spider-Man, if they decide to <laughs> pop in or not, you know? Yeah, that's, that's to be confirmed. Yeah. But yeah, so, and a, a few other our, um, treats in store for the show show today hopefully but yes you will mm. have to keep it locked to Food Bar Radio we love hearing from you guys so you can hit us on twitter.com slash Radio, and you can even email us too at tuesdaydrive at foobarradio.com Com. And, um, you know, coming right. up on the show, we always have our special feature, Are You Taking the Piss? That's the chance where you guys get to <laughs> vent about what has just caused you serious vexation or just made you question life yeah, this week. It's only natural. It's only natural to question life, to wonder why things happen, you know, to feel like a target, to feel like <laughs> you have an enemy out there. It's only right. Even when you don't have one, you will look for one. You know what yes. I mean? And it's definitely part of being British, isn't it? Like so the complaining. Get yeah, get it all out here. Just, you know, get that inner, whatever it is, that inner <laughs> Hulk inside you. Yes. Let it loose here. Oh, we did have the Hulk music in the past, actually. Maybe maybe we need to do that Might as like the ongoing back, theme man. for yeah. Are You Taking the Piss? The Might Hulk music. have to music. get gamma rays back up in here, boy. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so, um, yeah, and there's lots of goodies that have been going on in in, um, in the UK this week, too, to, to discuss with you guys. So keep it locked yeah. to FUBAR. But we always like to kick off the show with a big up because I think there's so many people doing cool stuff and they deserve a shout out, mm. you know, we can't just be complaining all the so time English you, people been, who, although we can but <laughs> totally we can who have you been looking up to this week then or, or the, so far well last week last Saturday which I didn't really see much cover of, coverage of it in the news there was um, that massive anti-austerity march did you see that oh, happening? Oh, yeah, London? anti-austerity. I mean, yeah, they yeah, expected yeah, yeah, yeah. like 70,000 people, 250,000 people turned up, which I thought was kind of bananas. That's crazy. And yeah. it, it was So mainly it was sort of people from the... Champagne socialists and like, yeah, socialists. celebrities. you got to explain to me what it's... Cause the so champagne the sh- socialists I know, all they do is get drunk. Basically, like oh, Giles. Giles, Giles Freeman, of course, yes. Yeah, well, yeah. As long as it's free, then I'll yeah. drink it. Yes, I'll be there protesting. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it was... Uh, I think you, people... I guess you could accuse someone like Russell Band of being a champagne socialist because they're people who are all like, yeah, it's all about the left and, you know, the social issues 
but then they're like minted. So this right, is some of the criticism that people have of some. They're like because I this recently movement. learned about this, and funny, you know, we're going to be talking about all that stuff later on, but. The crusties is that because I've been hearing I was like what is a crusty because I've heard this like oh, little term for a while don't you and remember? what I found out that the crusties were were like like rich people that go but they want to look like they're not rich they're, so they do their best to look broke you know really? like they'll spend about two hours in front of the mirror <laughs> working on that vagabond trying to look. look like yeah they don't care how they look <laughs> <Le> like vagabond <laughs> but um so is that a same, no don't similar you remember thing? no because don't you remember the crusties back in the day like in the 90s that was like the crusty era when it would be like a whole bunch of mainly basically it was white people yeah. like but <laughs> a whole bunch white of people. white kids in turnpike the, the park in turnpike lane but like they just occupied that area and it's sort of like a modern hippie vibes so yeah but i mean were just, they th- so they were hippies so they didn't use the underarm like protection <laughs> you know they probably bathed in like i don't know agua de flora oh, or something yeah, the oxygen yeah. yes <laughs> oxygen bathing um i guess so but no the, the i guess the crusties are just like the modern day hippies but i haven't seen any crusties for time yeah. remember when you see okay. like all the, you know peace and love peace warriors yeah so that okay so that makes sense then like you know I guess it's like the people that do their best to try and act like they care. <laughs> and that's what a champagne socialist is. I get, but the champagne socialists are like people who are really minted yeah. and like they're actually probably middle class, but then they're into like all the like lower class social, <laughs> lower class, like social working class issues and campaigners for that. So at this um, anti austerity march that happened in London, you had. Um, Russell Brand talking, mm. you had uh, Charlotte Church, she did a, I was quite impressed with her speech actually, I didn't, she seems to be like coming up in the world and stuff, but people she's were learning, then saying, learning how to like sift through <laughs> uh, the Google searching, yeah exactly, she's, she's working the angles <laughs> yeah, on Wikipedia, yeah. but then um, you know people were then like, oh she can shut up, we don't want to hear what she has to say because she owns a yacht, so then it's like you got people like her who mm. are millionaires, that's, yeah I mean that's going to happen but I, the end of the day those are the people that have got a voice yeah like no one because I thought about that as well my friends have been always talking about Russell Brand's like a false prophet and one minute he says this one minute he says that which is true but there are tons of people saying it all over the internet all over the world that will never get heard because no one knows who they are for real unfortunately especially now we're in that world where Oh, you're famous. Anything you say, anything you wear, anything you do, even mm-hmm. everything you shit out, I've got to, you know, <laughs> lap, lap it, it all up. Mm. And so, hence, like, someone like Russell Brand, unfortunately, yeah, he, well, whether it's fortunate or not, but that's part of what's kind of made him, you know, you get famous and you get money. And mm. so now you're rich. But there's, like, what was you it he was paying? still have an opinion. What was it? He, he had, like, a um, an apartment or something that he, he was... Oh, there was something, yeah, where people were trying to kind of poke holes in his argument because he was paying rent to some, Some I don't know, yeah. yeah, But then you see for a lot of, yeah, some Charles (laughs) Freeman did. But then there's a lot, you know, for the people can't win, can they? Because then if if Russell Brand was up there, but then not saying nothing, people would complain about that. Or if Charlotte Church was not saying nothing, people would complain about that. So exactly. Then she says something, then people want to complain that she's she's saying something. And he's kind of come from the lower sort of lower class lifestyle is it not or 
I think so. He doesn't yeah. talk like he, I ain't gonna <laughs> doesn't, lie. He doesn't talk like yeah. an Eton boy. <laughs> doesn't doesn't talk like he went well, to Well, he Eton. doesn't talk like he's mad lower class either. <laughs> like he's somewhere in the middle. He's walking that thin line. Yeah, he's champagne socialist. Yeah, no, okay. but I ain't mad at those people. I think ultimately, like my dad says to me, all that matters is what's in somebody's heart. So True. really, if their motivation is in the right place, I don't care what background you're from. You could have gone to Eton. You could mm. have, you know, never gotten any GCSEs or qualifications or whatever. But if your heart is in the right place, that's all that matters to me. And that's why I thought this week we need to give a big up to Tony Ben. Have you, do, do you know about Tony Ben? Man, you know about Tony, Tony Ben. ben. <laughs> man, like Tony Ben. Yeah. Big Let in me the game, tell you yeah. something. Yeah. Back when man was on road, like Tony Ben was big in this thing. Tony Ben, I swear he was on the radio, innit? Did he have an actual show on the radio? I'm not sure. I mean, he was a, a public MP, so he was like often talking and, you know. He was in the media on yeah. TV and stuff. So what, what did he have to say? Talk it. But I mean, he's a G- he died a couple years ago, I think, but he just has so many ill um, quotes. And um, one of them that I really like, he says, if one meets a powerful person, Adolf Hitler, Joe Stalin, Bill Gates, ask them five questions. What power have you got? Where did you get it from? In whose interest do you exercise it? And to whom are you accountable? How can we get rid of you? And if we can't get rid of you, mm. rid of you, the uh, the people who govern who you govern, you do not live in a democracy. Mm. So he's kind of deep, but you know he had a really cool quote which I wanted to um, play for uh, for you from um, the film with what's the dude's name, um, the angry white man guy, stupid white man guy. What's his name? I can't remember his name now. Stupid white man. You remember that mm, dude? That narrows it down. Michael. <laughs> <laughs> George, David Cameron. No. no. Uh, um, yeah. no. Michael Moore. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say Santa Claus. Giving away yeah, all yeah, those yeah, presents. Yeah. Giving away all that money. No. Okay, I was going to say something that would have probably got me killed, so I won't say that. But when did the do not say that? Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but no, this is Tony Ben. What a G. Big ups to Tony Ben. When did this whole idea that every British citizen uh, should have a right to health care? Well, if you go back, it all began with democracy. Before we had the vote, all the power was in the hand of rich people. If you had money, you could get health care, education, look after yourself when you were old. And what democracy did was to give the poor the vote and it moved power from the marketplace to the polling station, from the wallet to the ballot. And what people said was very simple. They said, in the 1930s, we had mass unemployment, but we don't have unemployment during the war. If you can have full employment by killing Germans, why can't you have full employment by building hospitals, building schools, recruiting nurses, recruiting teachers? If you can find money to kill people, you can find money to help people. Even Mrs Thatcher said the National Health Service is safe in our hands. It's as non-controversial as votes for women. Nobody could come along and say, why should women have the vote now? Because people wouldn't have it. Democracy is the most revolutionary thing in the world, far more revolutionary than socialist ideas or anybody else's idea, because if you have power, you use it to meet the needs of you and your community. And this idea of choice, which uh, Capital talks about all the time, you've got to have a choice. Choice depends on the freedom to choose. And if you're shackled with debt, you don't have a freedom to choose. It seems like it benefits the system if the average working person is shackled yes, with and debt. People in debt become hopeless, and hopeless people don't vote. So they will say should, everyone should vote. But I think if the poor in Britain or the United States turned out and voted for people who represented their interests, it would be a, a real democratic revolution. And so they don't want it to happen. So keeping people hopeless and pessimistic 
See, I think there are two ways in which people are controlled. First of all, frighten people, and secondly, demoralise them. An educated, healthy and confident nation is harder to govern. And I think there's an element in the thinking of some people. We don't want people to be educated, healthy and confident because they would get out of control. <laughs> the top 1% of the world's population own 80% of the world's wealth. It's incredible that people put up with it, but they're poor, they're demoralised, they're frightened and therefore they think perhaps the safest thing to do is take orders and hope for the best. Wow. That was, yeah. That right. was kind of deep, right? Yeah. <laughs> you dropped some Jeez. gems in there, boy. For that real? Was just, I was just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. God, that sounded like my mum right now. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. So I think people like Tony Ben, man, we need to like remember these characters. Because look at these clowns that we're left with now. When you're looking at the politicians who mm. are calling the shots and the trash that they're trying to do to things like NHS and all that stuff, I don't know. You've got to hold me back from yeah, getting on my soapbox. No, I know what you're saying as well. <laughs> and But I think like the biggest problem is that it's almost like there isn't anyone brave enough to say it how it is. Like there's, or there's always, you'll get the Russell Brands or you'll get someone, you know, saying an amount that people are like, yeah, that's that's it. But then... It never really goes any further or just people don't react to it. It's like uh, now I'm wondering after seeing that many people turn up to that to that march, mm. are they going to listen to that? Do you know, the, are the powers it, that be going to going to say, OK, look, maybe we should start trying to iron out these creases because I think what did you say 250,000. I think definitely up. the government are just going to ignore that. But I think the important thing of do, having like a meeting like that is just showing that, you know, we're not alone. It's not just you and I mm, who think yeah, this yeah, is a liberty. Yeah, yeah. Right. There are actually 250,000 people mm. at least who are prepared to take their day out and go and make that yeah. statement kind of thing. So I think that is empowering just to know that, yeah, we are here. We're not just these isolated nutters out here and the rest of the country are all just like, yeah, that's all good to sell off all these, uh, all these uh, wealth, make all these welfare c- cuts and things. So I think just the gesture is important. Like, if nothing else. It's like what he was saying about, you know, spending more money on, on war than, than on, you know, like healthcare and things like that, education. You know, is that going to change if these, if these are the people that are making that kind of money on that? I just, but I just literally wonder, like, how do these people actually sleep at night? Like they these think, people are cowards. They don't even have the guts to look in someone's eye and kill them. Yeah, yeah, They'll yeah, just yeah, send yeah. like a drone and yeah, do yeah. it. They'll send so a drone. Like, send a whole bunch of people who have families who feel like they're doing this for a good reason. They think, yeah, I'm protecting my country, but really, what you're going in to do is try and wipe out a bunch of people so that they can't attack your country. So what's the difference between that and like suicide bombers or terrorism exactly. yeah. that they want to use? as a mechanism of fear to control us and make us be like, oh, yeah, we need to spend money on all of this crazy shit. They do that shit, man. Oh, yeah, they got some <laughs> yeah. new... Yeah, I see a new drone out there. I'm going to put some ribs on that shit. You know? You know, and rubbing so, their hands together, like... For real. But it's all just smoke and mirrors and trickery, and that's why I just have so much respect for people like Tony Byrne, because they're the voices that are able to actually stand back and say, okay, let's get this in perspective and look at things on a real level. You are tuned into Fubar Radio with myself, Sarah, and Maestro, and yes. um, I I think we it's time we hit them with a tune. What we got? This is deep, man. <laughs> this is what you don't get on Football Radio, man. You don't get this anywhere else in the world. For real. <laughs> 
Boulevard, represent, represent, I don't remember that song ending so abruptly before. <laughs> but, but, but hey, that's the world of live radio. The game done change. <laughs> yeah. But no, that's like, that's certified classic music, right? Yeah, come on, man. Tribe, cool quest. That, you know, I always think about that the documentary, man, that last documentary that got put out, the Michael Rappaport one. Yeah. And it's such an emotional... He's just like, right, that it. But but they have, they still have one record um, left on their contract. contract. In the, yeah. <laughs> in the, in the, That's what yeah, it was like. They're like, keeping yeah, us yeah, like, yeah, yeah, just keep. holding our breath. We're waiting. Oh, man, but classic. But then that's why, who do you think, cause, yeah, that was the Beats, Rhymes and Life um, mm. uh, documentary that was made about the group Tribe Called Quest. Like, so who do you, th- when I see things like that or when you end up catching those BBC4 documentaries <laughs> about so-and-so, yeah. Jimi Hendrix or whatever, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know the ones. Yeah. Um, I think to myself, so who, in the, in 40 years' time, who are we going to be seeing those documentaries about, like, from now? I think it'll be, you know, like, the sort of... Uh, it'll be the iconic artists, really. That's, uh, that's who... Because that's who we're getting now, you know. We're getting all the artists that were really... Because look how many different records came out in the 70s. You know, but that's what trips me out when you think how much in because um, I saw some highlights from previous Glastonbury's the other day, mm. and then uh, so it was like Beach Boys, James wow. Brown, um, who's the someone else <laughs> incredible, yeah. <laughs> and um, you, when you think like from 1960 to 1970, like the array of artists that you had yeah. in in that time, like so much creativity happened in that time in different spheres of music, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, changed yeah. music. Yeah, you know, like this is some of the most like important pivotal times in creativity, like popular music, yeah, isn't popular it? So it's music, like, yeah. who right now will we see these documentaries about? I wonder what the food. That's a good point, man. Think. I mean, hopefully, you know, it's not like people like Bruno Mars and. You know, Blatantly, it's going to be Mark Ronson, be kind of Kanye. You reckon? Well, well Kanye, who is it going to be? I can see him being someone like Kanye. Because, mm. you know, people refer to him like, as a god now, like a genius. You're Jesus a genius. Christ. That's you know? scary. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. scary. Well, the internet told me so. I searched it up. I found it on the internet. And that's what <laughs> that's came what up. That's what Wikipedia so said. That's, yeah. So I tweeted it. And then after that, when I got the retweet... I decided that on Facebook, <laughs> yeah. that, you know what I mean? And then I so, saw it was trending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's it. it. So it's official. But yeah, I, I think it will be people like Kanye, Andre 3000. Hope so. Um, you know, like, obviously, probably Jay-Z. But do you really think, like, okay, if we went over to Beyonce. the street now and stopped... The, but that's what I mean. It's going to be people who they're noted for selling crazy amounts of records or having crazy number of views on YouTube. Like, rather than it... But I don't... You know, they... Jimi Hendrix wouldn't touch any of them in terms yeah, of hits on YouTube. No. Nah, but he hit you in the chest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. or Nina Simone hit you in the chest with what they were saying yeah. with their instrument, with their music. But also, it? what I do think as well, like, I think there's a few... Th- with this whole music thing, there's a lot of different, like, you know, ways to look at it in terms of, like, the music that touches you. For a lot of people, it, it's usually in the early stages of life. So going through your teens, as you're growing up, you know, you're maturing. And it's like things will happen during your life where a tune, it means something to you because of, yeah, it marks that moment. That usually happens with people, you know, I reckon between the sort of like, what, 8 to 20 or something like that. That sort of age where there's tunes that are like, man, this is my tune, this is my... But then after that, it's not as... Things don't touch you as much. 
So I, I think, unfortunately, for a lot of these kids, because their parents ain't going to be like, look, listen to what <laughs> yeah. I listen to. Yeah. It's going to be like the T-Pain's going to touch their heart when he said, yo, lick my booty and put some money in my wallet. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, that's going to touch them more than, you know, any, I don't know, any track from, you know, Gangstar or, you know what I mean? It's going to hit them way more because Damn. that's the, yeah, they were like 13 and thinking about that type but of it's stuff. it's like, like the Christmas... <laughs> That's terrifying, man. Uh, and these are going to be the future leaders of the world hey, and all organisations. Yeah, best of luck. We yeah, won't be around, yeah. but yeah, best of luck with that. <laughs> but no, have you seen that um, Chris Rock sketch when he's like, yeah, whatever music was popular when you started fucking, you'll love that for the rest of your life. <laughs> That's it, though. So it's, he's it's like, true. I'll always love Houdini. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though. It's true. Because that's what I noticed is like there are kids, there are some kids that are like 13, 14 and they're like crazy into all the stuff that, you know, um, Trey songs or whatever's being played on the radio and whatnot. Mm. But then there are some at that age that are crazy about, you know, Immortal Technique or Loki or someone that they're just hearing on YouTube. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But it's like the anger that they're feeling at that time is the anger that is kind of being expressed when they're listening to that music. So, yeah. you know, I think it kind of what, but unfortunately the popular stuff, the really popular stuff is the stuff that we're not, we're not really impressed with. You know what I mean? But it all it's sounds like the same. Like, really, no, how different? I'll start. No, when you listen to the charts, though, it's yeah, like, well. it's like, really, how much difference is there between. They're all written by the same songwriters. Yeah, well. They're all produced in the same way. They're all in the same time signature, the same. It's for you the know, zombies, keys, man. Like, That's what the zombies love, isn't it? You know, but whereas it's like, you know, when you hear a DJ premiere beat. Like mm. it's distinctive sort of mm. thing, but no, Kanye definitely, I think, is someone who, um, you know, he's just got a crazy catalogue of work now, and yeah, he's managed to keep those uh, internet hits and tabloids buzzing. Yeah, and he everything. was smart, man. You know, he was smart, as in he like I don't know whether he does write his all his own stuff or whatnot, but he's had the right people around him when it's time to do an album. You know, he also like the, the smart ones always start off with crazy integrity. <laughs> but still, you know, on a level that they can go take it like further than just the underground and whatnot. And so p the people, all the integral, all the underground lot would be, oh man, yeah, you're nah, 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 this is sick, this is sick. And then the people above it would be like, oh, right, all the, yeah, okay, it looks like the tastemakers like this, so yeah, we should like it as well. And then bam, once he managed to grasp all those people that might not really listen to music that deep enough to you know they're just like yeah yeah this is crazy like look at Buster Rhymes there was a while when he his put career out, is amazing though when you yeah. think about it like from leaders of the new school from such an underground like proper yeah, yeah, hip hop yeah, group yeah. to and like to he's one of the like biggest that. names like but there was rap. a time that you gotta admit there was a time <gasps> he did one or two albums that sound it all sounded like the same shit Oh, yeah, no, he's got plenty of, you like, fraff in his catalogue, too. Because he'd got to that level where people loved him regardless. They'll just lap it yeah, up. Yeah, they were buying the stuff, you know, so it's the same kind of shit where As Kanye, Kanye he, really. yeah, yeah, he and did that. And that's what then, ends up getting him to be, like, headlining. Is he headlining? Would you call it headlining? Like, Glastonbury. So. Yeah, but, yeah, well, a lot of people have kind of objected to, yeah, boy, to that, haven't they? I was They're surprised not to see that. You were surprised to see that he's headlining? Yeah, but, well, I was surprised to see that so many people would be against it. It's true. And then I was wondering, like, are they the, are they going or not? Are they going to be there? <laughs> yeah. Like, well, did they buy just... the ticket and go, no? <laughs> yeah. You know, sign a petition. And then I that many of them. This. How many people go to Glastonbury? Like, Isn't it like 200, up to 200,000? Isn't it something crazy like that? I feel so, like it's something like 180,000 people. So, you know, more than half the people there 
So I was wondering, like, yeah, so are they, they the all going to boycott the yeah, set? Yeah, There'll yeah. just be like ten people at the front during this set. <laughs> yeah. They'll all be like doubtful, in it is that? I mean, they're more likely. I remember I went to, I did the Black Glastonbury, the one Beyonce was there, and wow. there was all these Beyonce looking chicks. Like there were <laughs> chicks where you're thinking, what are you doing here? Wow. Uh, yeah, you wouldn't. They wouldn't be at this sort of festival, but because Beyonce's headlining. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to do... You know what? I think I'm going to do Beyonce. I'm going to do... I'm sorry, Glastonbury, yeah? Wow. Like, I'm just going to go... <laughs> so I should take boots, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so what? Not the heels, yeah. <laughs> How many... <laughs> take boots to go with the... With the um, but then that shows nails. that Glastonbury know what they're doing if they're getting... Um, but, you know, they, they need to keep down with the kids you know to keep to stay relevant they've got yeah. to have the people who are at the top of the it's the charts, biggest it's it? the biggest festival how else are they going to show that they're the biggest festival like look we can do this by keeping it like folk or something yeah like, so they, but they, there's, there's still all of that all the rock stuff is there all the you know whatever you want is at Glastonbury really it was it is pretty amazing really it's and we were madness. trying to get my friend on the phone who actually organises an area in um, Glastonbury so his job you is know pretty that ain't like, happening, epic but I know it's like the universe busy. is conspiring Yo, against Glastonbury us. started yeah, I don't last even week think he, for a lot of people man. yeah no I think he's actually there so I'm, I'm not even convinced that there's even um, reception going there but no when I thought uh, yeah talking about a Kanye playing at um, Glastonbury this year and I thought yeah let's play a Kanye tune so listening to like his last couple hours Albums, mm. even though some of them tunes were like massive, like yeah, that was the big. biggest jam at the time. Really, no one gives a damn about them tunes now. Yeah, there's only a couple. Like 808s and Heartbeats. <laughs> Can you even remember anything about that record? I didn't even remember that was what it was called. Do you see I what thought... I'm saying? But at the time, it was like, this is the most trending thing. Like, oh my God, everyone should yeah. sell their grandma to get this record. Like, <laughs> you know, but really. That now, Steve B, the Tribe Called Quest tune, that still hits you in a the, way. I mean, that was, I used to talk about that um, with, uh, who was it? And he used to talk about like the fact that, um, you know, it's to do with it being synthetic. And when that whole auto-tune thing, oh my God, let I alone that it's I've as synthetic, because everybody sounds the same. I can't That's tell who's who when you're doing it. They so, all sound shit. Yeah. Like, they all sound shit. And you're making a good point because I haven't heard any of them tunes ever again since that whole blow up, whatever, whatever. But I've heard some of these other stuff, even from later, you know, like, oh, you'll still hear all of the lights or something like that. where the beats, you know, it, it stays, got that staying power. But all of that stuff. It's just like PR. It's or maybe just we to just keep don't want to hear the... it. When we hear it, we don't hear it. We just block but it Because it's just fat. It's, it's air. It just fills <laughs> a gap, isn't it, kind of thing. But one of his, like, recent, and this, like, three albums ago, <laughs> recent <laughs> tunes that I thought I'd draw for today was um, this one. Do you remember this, John? And that was a record that kind of sounded very different to the rest of that album. I remember when this album came out. I can't even remember what album this was now. It's all a blur. It was that album. You know, the yeah, one. Yeah, you know, the, the one that had that one good yeah, tune on. Yeah, that, that's that it. one. Yeah, yeah. That <laughs> that's that got we're talking about. But that was Kanye West, of course. And he is headlining this year's Glastonbury. And on the line, we have one of the most important people involved in Glastonbury. Mm-hmm. Behind Absolutely. the scenes, running everything. Mr. Martin Maynard, are you there? <laughs> yeah, I'm here. Currently sitting in Tesco car park trying to get supplies for our stewards but oh really because i heard that it's going to be like a, another rain out this weekend is it? well I, we had a bit of a drizzle we had a bit of dampness on monday and i think the forecast is looking like it might be a bit damp on saturday but it won't make the slightest difference everyone have an absolute ball yeah it's, it's always all... better anyway because you don't <laughs> want it to be all dusty you know like oh the, that's true yeah that's yeah. right 
from a logistics point of view, we like a little sprinkle around midnight to sort of quieten things down. Yeah. And so Get what exactly do you do at Glastonbury, Martin? I'm responsible for the stewards that look after the nightlife areas and what we call the southeast corner. That's Block 9, um, amazing uh, gay area with the uh, underground and underground and the Genesis stages. We've got Shangri-La, which has got a couple of big stages, a 3,000-foot stage, on, playful stage on there, for the Heaven and Hell stages. We've got Radio Run running out of there on, on Friday night. Then we've got the Common, which is a really lovely chill-out area, amazing scenery of, of a rock um, stretching, just stretching from, it seems like, miles, with all these little bars and... Uh, Chill out areas, uh, just wonderful. How many and people then, um, att- the un- Sorry. How many people attend Glastonbury? Isn't it like one hundred eighty thousand? Well, like there's one hundred seventy-five thousand people okay. on site, wow. of which one hundred thirty-five thousand are ticking pay in public. So forty thousand are Woo-hoo! making it happen. <laughs> so if you wander around, one in wow. three people, one in four people is actually doing something to make it happen. That's, so that's, that's actually, what makes that, the festival so amazing. It's, it's a festival within a it festival. It's just people getting it together. Ha- that is that's, a crazy task to keep that ticking. Because without that, oh my God, that's it'd madness, be mayhem. Man. So how do you go? When did you arrive in the Glastonbury area, Martin? Well, I actually, I've been coming down for meetings and setting up and stuff last two, but I actually sort of arrived full-time on Saturday. Mm-mm. And then it's a matter of changing a piece of grass into a camping field, getting porter cabins in, setting up the bases, and getting operations for the stewarding. The actual build for the festival really starts at the beginning of June, so they've had about three weeks, and mm. the, the, they're, we're just at the moment putting the finishing touches of paint on things and final fix fixer uppers and uh, we're opening in the morning at eight do you actually get any chance to just like partake in any of the partying or just spe- spectate well, the, the, the reality is not much i tend to be in the corner of the se corner in my cabin i mean i did see the rolling stones on my laptop from the cabin last year <laughs> <laughs> so you're at glastonbury watching you on the laptop you the best seats here yeah, mate i'll tell you what <laughs> Probably the best way to do it. That's very civilized. <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, it is. It is. It is quite awesome actually. They're doing the work. <laughs> well, you, you're really looking after because the nightlife areas. We get about sixty-five thousand people Jesus come Christ. through at night, and yeah. it's uh, just one wonderful party. I mean, it is. Um, yeah, there's, there's, there's live music. There's DJs, and if you move off of our site into the circus, the circus fields, or into the cabaret fields. There's just stuff going on. You, 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 there's no way you couldn't find something you can enjoy. When was the I first think a lot of time? See, when was the first on? time you attended Glastonbury, Martin? Two thousand and one, I think it was. It was just after the sort of change over the management, and oh. uh, they got a lot more stream. They put the big fence in and things. Yeah, wow, yeah that's yeah. even later than me. The first time I went to Glastonbury was 1994. Serious? Yeah. Wow. Is it still yeah. free for under 14s? <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, in 94, people used to come in over the fence and under the fence and all sorts of things. That was part of the fun. Yeah, so it was kind of free for people (laughs) under 40. (laughs) (laughs) People over 40. (laughs) Yeah, you can't, there's no no form of that anymore. Now you've got to really, you've got to... um, You you really do need a ticket. Just don't turn up if you haven't got a ticket. Is there security there with like AK-47s waiting for Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, they've got drones out there. I knew it, man. 
I knew it. And who are you looking forward to that you see on the bill um, this year, Martin? Is there well, anyone that's caught your eye? Well, I, I feel being an old chap myself, I Ooh. would like to go and see The Who, but um, so I might Ooh. just about disappear from my cabin to go and see that. Yeah. Um, uh, my partner really fancies Florence, so we'll go and see that, and then you'll probably find us in one of the bars somewhere else in the, in the very late <laughs> night shows, but... Uh, at the end of everything, you'll Basically, be holding up the bar. You know, not there. much sleep a, going on anyway, regardless. There's an amazing subculture of back, back show bars in the different areas which are going on. I said there's 40,000 people who are entertaining the other 130, yeah. then like to entertain themselves. So there's all Fair sorts enough. Of yeah, that's what I've noticed that as well. Really? Yeah, I've noticed that as well. There's a lot more sort of these little, like he's saying, there, there would be like little bars within this little village area. And then, you, you know, but loads of people queuing up to get in because it's so packed in there. And they prefer to do that than, you know, like stand... Uh, with the like, riffraff. Yeah, yeah. you're like, well, you're like miles the, away yeah. from the stage, man. You're looking at ants, like, performing. It is pretty crazy when yeah. you see the shots of, like, how massive that audience no, is and stuff, man. Right? I think the last time I went to Glastonbury it was probably, like, I think, like, 2002. So wow. I'm well out of date. I'm going... Oh yeah, Friday, yeah. 2002 was that when McCartney played the, the headline and uh, I can't even remember I DJ'd and then I left <laughs> it was yeah. terrible from a diva I know on, in the <laughs> helicopter <laughs> they dropped me in parachuted in and I bounced no but thank you so much for um, chatting to us okay. Martin it's always curious well, to hear behind the scenes how these things operate and I will be thinking of you when I watch I'll try and oh, try home. look for you Martin I'm going to try and hunt you down it's going to be a real mission but yeah. we'll see if it can yeah, happen come around see us South East Corner Stewart Base we're all operating out there it'd be brilliant to see you wicked I've got the gold tooth and the shiny forehead so uh, <laughs> okay and the voice yeah. like velvet yeah cake. and the voice of chocolate velvet cake so uh, yeah okay have Martin fun. you have a good one okay Thank you very much. Take care. Speak to you soon. And anybody tuned into the show, make sure you go check out Martin Maynard running things behind right, the scenes man. at Glastonbury. And um, yeah, someone who I'm sure will probably make an appearance soon at Glastonbury. He's not performed there yet, has he? Have you had this tune yet? Kendrick Lamar. Oh, man, he should be at Glastonbury, man. I'm surprised he weren't there this year. That would be more interesting to have mm. something that's a bit more curveball, a bit less poppy. But I was feeling this tune from his last album. This is called All Right, It's Foobar. <laughs> Sarah Hugh and Doc Two on Fibar Radio. Run! <laughs> Save yourself! Was he, what, what did that mean, that old bit there? I was just trying to <laughs> get into the... <laughs> run! Like the oh, Kunta! Kunta Kinte! Oh, it's the lead into yeah, the next run, track. Run, run, yes. run, but, um, no, yeah, I think he's he's doing a... a he's one of like the more... Refreshing. Exciting, yeah, refreshing. Yes. But then that's why I feel that in some respects it's like times are so tough at the moment sonically musically where it's like easy for people to get caught onto a hype with certain releases yeah, and things like come that on, man. It's, where it's kind of like like we were just talking about now, the so D'Angelo uh, album I know it is yeah. all just about hype innit yeah that's how it works now like look the amount of people that have got signed from fake views you know or fake f- amount of followers or but it's like, all actually, because people see that they see the fake views and think they're real and then think, oh, wow, I should be following or I should be viewing. And then hence, then it turns into a bunch of real people that are follow because they're jumping on the train, the bandwagon or the frigging doodoos. <laughs> the doodoo, <laughs> doodoo train. Board, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever it is. But when man. you see a group like um, One Direction, One Erection, <laughs> then they're <laughs> like... <laughs> we come together as one. Erection, erection, erection. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm going to echo me today. of, of Simon Cow. <laughs> Say everything twice, like Greg Nice. Do you remember that line from Bertie? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, someone that we were just talking to, uh, Martin uh, Maynard, who runs a whole section of um, Glastonbury and what an epic job Glass that is um, doing all of that. And um, a group that have performed, I think, was it last year? I think maybe Chic, Noel Rogers and Chic performed oh, yeah. at um, Glastonbury. I can't remember if that was last year or a year before, but in recent, last couple of years anyway, they performed there. I think Noel Rogers is just such an ill, ill musician and he's mm. just really d- contributed to so much in pop mm. music, which is just still certified ill tunes. Like, you know, when you, he's produced for and written for people like uh, David Bowie and Madonna, Duran Duran kind of mm. thing. Like, he was the go-to guy for that funk yeah. in it. And yeah, so... Yeah, yeah. Um, when uh, yesterday I saw there was a story that he turned up in uh, Southbank in London and he was like sort of in disguise. Well, he was wearing a scarf. So that was enough of the disguise. Just, let me just it? hide my neck. <laughs> yeah. That'll do. They ain't going to recognize me if I hide my neck. Yeah. Come on with it. <laughs> And um, he was busking on South Bank. And so, um, but he said for a while, but no one actually noticed it was him or recognised it was him or anything. Because so, um, yeah, he was just out jamming. I'm gutted that, was that I wasn't in South Bank yesterday. Would you reckon that is that a Prince? So, you know, like Prince, apparently he always, he'll do like the after party and it'll be like six hours or something like that of just him and the band jamming. Oh, really? Is it something like that where it's just like the artist in me needs to... Vent. Yeah, just to release it and let, you know, just play somewhere where it's not the same old billions of people, you know, throwing their knickers and <laughs> doing what me. You know Probably, what I mean? Probably because I mean, someone like him, I mean, what haven't you done? It's like yeah. you performed in front of like 100,000 people. You've yeah. played everywhere all over the world, you know, and like you've gotten Grammys and all this. So to do something normal, just to be amongst the plebs yeah. is like, must be it's, exciting. You know, right, like Michael Jackson did the, remember there was a time when he did, they were saying he was like um, wearing masks or he was like in disguise. Going out as a, just, in a I just full burqa. Yeah, I just want to go to Little and get some five, <laughs> five dollar lobster. Please. I love Little. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> was it, what, you just want to be somewhere and, and not everyone going, oh my God, it's you, it's you. Imagine how whack it must be to be on that level of fame. Like, that's whackness. Because I was even thinking of the Queen the other day. <laughs> like, she can't no just life. go window shopping. Nah. Like, you know, there's some days where you think, oh, let's go for a walk down Brick Lane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you're None a prisoner in your own life. Yeah, that's a good point, man. That's whack. You can't even, she couldn't go to the bookies. And she's like, I just <laughs> yeah. want to go make a bet. <laughs> He's like, no, you're all right. Sorry, mom, we can't yeah. let you do that, mom. I'll do the, I'll make the bet for you. <laughs> exactly, that's wow. whack. You, you're not actually free. Yeah. So it's like being that level of famous or wealth doesn't enhance your, you know, broaden your life. Maybe it actually she restricts it. it. She should try it. The maybe she were, oh busking, yeah. Because <laughs> people would think it was just a lookalike, isn't it? Because yeah. there's no way you'd think like the queen is actually Pon Road. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Just With the like, man's name still in like, it. But um, no, now Rogers. I think he said that he used to be a busker before he was like oh, super famous as well. But yeah, he did the whole stunt for um, to do with like a homeless cha- charity that he's working with or something. But yeah, he he has a um, big uh, respect for buskers and says that it's a it's a, it's a good thing to do as a, a musician to get yeah. your chops up. And so I thought let's play a tune from Chic, um, which is a lesser known <laughs> record. Woo! But oh. Mm. Ah, breaks. You're damn right, ladies and gentlemen. This is the voice <laughs> of Chocolate Velvet Cake right here. We're bringing you something special on Food Bar Radio just to get your drawers in a twist. Yeah. Rogers. Am I doing correct there? Okay, right. I'm back in the game. That felt good, though, man. 
Yeah, that did feel good. That's a classic chic break at the beginning of that. That's one of those ill drum breaks. But yeah, You Can't Do It Alone was the name of that track. And of course, Chic and Nara just performed at Glastonbury last year, we think, maybe, or the year before. <laughs> we yeah, really should do our homework years. before we broadcast on air, shouldn't we? One too many we? pills, that one. I was <laughs> yeah. that it was that good. I can't remember it at all. But um, yeah, and we were talking to Martin, um, our homie, who organises a section of Glastonbury. And um, a few of you have also been reacting um, to us, emailing us at Tuesday Drive at foobarradio.com. You can also hit us on twitter.com slash foobarradio. Um, you have been letting us know your thoughts about Kenya performing yeah. at Glastonbury this year. What are the peeps saying got, on the email? We've got Warren from Eastbourne, yeah. Warren, he says, Look, I'm going to Glastonbury. I will watch a bit of Kanye, but he better not try any of his on-stage nonsense. I'm not, I'm not in the mood for that. Just smile, Kanye. You're in the happiest place in, uh, on earth, yeah? The happiest place on earth. I, I, like, whenever I'm there, I'm always happy, so you better be happy, because you're rich as well, you bastard. All right, he didn't say that okay, last okay. bit. I, just, I had to add it there, but I'm sure that's name? how he's feeling. I'm, I'm sensing that tone as well. What was <laughs> his name? The happiest place on earth. This is Warren in West Warren, Eastbourne, man. Warren. Warren's a bit aggy, man. Yo, Warren, he's right, though, man. He's going with the aggy vibe to class. You know, like, Think about it, yeah. I don't know how long it lasts, but as soon as the tickets are up for um, Glastonbury, bam, they're gone in like... 20 seconds it is something like, yeah, like by the end of the day they're sold out isn't it yeah, and, and that's, that's crazy a, when you think 135,000 people that is insane Warren ain't lying <laughs> Warren, Warren you ain't lying Warren. Warren. Yeah, I am kind of right jealous there. that Warren's just going and chilling at Glastonbury to be honest hey. you know what I did hear that there were threats of people were going to throw um, a glasses pee-pee. of piss at Kanye how tastes my pee pee <laughs> hey Kanye how tastes my pee pee it's got to be a whole lot Look, As man, a protest, that's uh, their own protest. Look, so now we know 135,000 people go there, yeah? That's 135,000 people said they don't want to see him there. <laughs> that's a whole lot of pictures. <laughs> He's on on Saturday, so if you calculate it right, you get there on Thursday, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Take those two, let that gallon Ooh. bottle, empty bottle with That's you. Gonna, Kanye Kardashian is going to be a wet mother lover by the end of that. <laughs> but I say that was my, that I am a bit, um, I've got issues when it comes to public toilets. So dealing with a portaloo for me yeah, is I don't blame pretty you. terrifying. And oh. think for a woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What that's this what I'm is saying. Like. For a dude, it's bad enough. Like for a woman, I couldn't even imagine. I, could, I can't hang it. So the first time I went to Glastonbury, I didn't use the toilet for the whole time. I didn't use the toilet until I got back to the train station to go home. Wow, that and train station like, must have been. <laughs> 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 no, but that's the extent of my phobia of yeah. grotty public toilets. Because I just remember at that Glastonbury back in nine fall that it was you could smell the toilets before you could see them. Yeah, the thing is, what I've learned about festivals because you know doing festivals is it's best to just use the toilet. The first couple of days, yeah. Then the last couple of days, cross. dead it, man. It's the last couple of days is just like, wow, this is uh, this, this is a gonna rat, work. Yeah. yeah. This I'm is actually a health here. hazard yeah, right yeah, yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm like, risking my life. I've caught something. Just walking in here yeah. and breathing. I've caught something. Oh, Jesus! And you know when you can smell something, something it's because you're inhaling the molecules of that thing. So if you can smell shit, it's because you're inhaling the molecules of feces into your nose. But yeah, so last anyway, year. Yeah. Anyway, but no. Look, my dad went to Glastonbury last year, and he was like, "No, it was fine. You'll be impressed with how much it's improved since the nineties. Yeah, well, the toilet situation. Yeah, yeah. But I, he's I think it probably optimistic. like since then it must have improved because now there's <laughs> Surely, they yeah. didn't really have all sanitary sanitary sort of yeah those you know, things that dropped and, yet. Yeah, big in the streets. And now now they've also got what they've done as well to kind of speed up the processes. They've got like these 
Um, you know, like you see these public toilet, like men's, where you can just go and take a pee. Oh God! You know, yeah, that there's thing loads that comes of them. Out of the street on what, the what pavement. Would you call them? Thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that piece of metal yeah, yeah. in the middle of the street. But it's not like that. It's like over in the men's I area. I find that horrifying. So it yeah, makes me want to cry. <laughs> it makes me want to cry. <laughs> you <laughs> gotta use it. You know, that's the whole point, isn't it? It's like it's better okay, there. You than haven't got to worry about a dude peeing on the toilet seat anymore. Some random or dude, on the especially. side of your tent. Yeah, why? Oh, yeah, you yeah. know that's, that's happening. Deep into Number the of games. See, this is Mud what butt. happens when you have phobias. You just create all these scenarios yeah. in your mind where, that are going to kill you. Especially in the end. mud butt, boy. <laughs> but yeah, what well, we have also other people have been hitting yeah, us up at Tuesday Steve, Drive at FootballRadio.com. Oi, Steve! Oi, you know oi, Steve. Mean? He says, Steve, you're right, mate. Queens Park, yeah, West Side all day, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I saw a public enemy last year and they smashed it. Woo! They need Flavor Flav to rock the main stage this year and not that Florence and her wailing machine, mate. Hey! Steve, I saw them as well. They smashed it. Oh, Apparently, I'm so jealous. Yeah, I saw them last year. I was, yes, last Aww. year I was on them. You know when it's like, okay, th- these lot are performing here, right? So at this time I'm going to go there. Like I probably planned out, yeah. yeah. I saw Nas, you know, Aww. I made sure I went and saw. And, um... I think what happened was it last year where Flavor Flav um, apparently he didn't make it through the border or something like that. They wouldn't <laughs> let him on the plane. Or there was some kind of madness. Yeah, but they so they came out. Chuck D. He had the whole band was there. I think it was um, what's it called? I've forgotten the name of the stage now. But pyramid? No, nah, not the pyramid stage. It was like the Peter something stage or something like Jump that. Jump Hill. Jump Hill. I think it was a Jump Hill stage. Okay. But yeah, anyway, came out and tore it. Like, oh. I know that guy's, he's in middle age, you know, he's like in his 50s or whatever, but he came out and smashed it no, with the band. No, they've easily got to be one of the best live shows. I mean, I've never actually been able to see them live in front of me, and they're definitely on my bucket list of people mm. i got to see before I bounce out of here. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. that definitely has got they to be still rock, one of the man. best hip-hop live shows yeah, ever. Yeah, they still like, rock. That's a performance, man. And I think that's the thing with Glastonbury. Like, the tickets are... How much is a ticket? Like, £200 or something? Yeah, sorry, man. I don't even... Don't even ask me that. <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you dealing with the AK-47s on the, over the fence <laughs> vibes? That's how you attend nah, Glastonbury? Yeah, I, well, I <laughs> no, yeah. No, you're in the helicopter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Drop I in with Shirley Bassey yeah. vibes, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> that's how... The I want to be Kanye security, man. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> the, Kanye, let me protect you from, from 135,000... <laughs> Glasses of piss. Yeah. Let me do that for you, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just get me a backstage. Just get me a backstage pass, bro. People are on that, man, to get into things without well, yeah, paying. People do that. Like, you know, and it's funny because um, uh, Martin was saying, you know, don't try it. But people will still go up there and try their best to get in and it'll work. Like, I know about people that have, um, they just like shook the security's hand. Oh, wow. And he's, yeah, let them through somehow. Can't in really the last couple blame. years, you Look know. Look at me encouraging corruption. Hey. I'm like, can't blame them. So there's them. probably like 200,000. Kanye's going to be fucked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, but even if you are paying like the security guard £100 or you're buying a ticket for mm. £200 legitimately, which of course is what I would recommend. Yes, um, it's, it's good value for money. Like really, it's yeah. like three oh, de- like man. it's come a on. world. You're like, in a whole world, man. Like that's you know, look, he's saying there's forty thousand people behind the. That's a festival within it. A whole festival is making a festival happen. Imagine that. It's crazy. That's crazy. So you go in there, and I guarantee you, three days is not enough to get around. In it, you wouldn't be able to see everything. Even if you stayed up twenty four hours, <laughs> <In> <laughs> do you know what I mean? You wouldn't be able to see everything that's going on. 
So oh, it's, 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 I've uh, got to get, make sure I get to Glastonbury next year, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because twice sure. and the last time being like 14 years ago or whatever. Yeah, you're missing out, Sarah, man. Yeah, what the no, hell's I'm going on? Mad sleeping, man. But um, yeah, speaking of public enemy at um, Glastonbury, I thought, come on, we got to take it there. Get our best trained, best educated, best equipped, best prepared. This is what I'm talking about when I say, like, hit, yeah, yeah, <laughs> hit you in the chest music, smack you in the face with it music, yeah, drop kick. Okay, talk to me about the future of Public Enemy. Talk to me about it, mice. Hey, man, you know what I'm saying? Public Enemy, we out here doing that thing, doing it right. You know what I'm saying? Hey, yo, Chuck, they don't know how to do this, man. We on football radio right now. You keep it left right here. We thought we'd surprise you with a special guest live in the studio, Flavor Flav. Flavor Flav. Hey, yo, who got the crack, man? Come on with it, man. Uh, see, that was quite an amazing story. When you think Flavor Flav coming from Public yeah. Enemy, one of the most like militant, politicized, socially yeah. active like groups of popular music to, to be to them the flavor of love yeah well yeah exactly but crazy th- right the thing is he's still public enemy man and when you think about it I- they think about it like this because i heard about the story where professor griff was like yo chuck we can't like we can't have this dude he's drinking mm. he's you know all this mm. but that was the reality that's chuck d chuck d was like nah he's he's public enemy he's part of this I know. and that that shows that he's not he's not like turning up his nose at the faults in people from a certain society. You know what I mean? He knows that there's a reason why we have Flavor Flaves in the hood. Yes. You know, there's a reason. The best we can do... Otherwise, people wouldn't be able to relate to them as well as they could, I don't reckon. I know. They'd just be like, okay, yeah. And then again, this reminds me of what my dad says, all that matters is what's in somebody's heart. Heart. But then that makes me think of um, Martin Luther King, who was like the soundbite at the beginning of the Fight the Power public enemy tune, where, you know, his famous quote, he wants his children to be judged on the content of their character, not Mm. the colour of their skin. So Mm. it's about judging people on what's going on on the inside. And also, (laughs) Flavor Flav, like without doubt, he's got to be one of the top three hype men of all time. Yeah, I, I can't... I mean, who else, you know? S- uh, Dog, Cypress Hill. Yeah, Sendog's up there. Sendog, yeah, Sendog's up there. There is some... I had had this um, conversation not long ago with someone, but I can't remember who it is. Foxy Brown? <laughs> no, no, but we had... <laughs> who was it on the email? Hit us up about BB. <laughs> BB and Clappers. In Clappers, Where's Clappers, it? mate? Yeah, I wonder where... Clappers, cl- hey, BB, I think you're in Clapham, not Clappers, yeah. Or Clapton. Clapton, maybe. Ah, oh, Clapton. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I fucking love it in Clapton, mate. <laughs> you do the fucking Upton Clapton walk. It's a bit different to Liverpool. Yeah, hey. <laughs> in Clappers. But BB's asking, where's Foxy Brown at? <laughs> I like so, how BB's appealing to us. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. So, these guys sound like the voice of Chocolate Velvet sounds like he'll know. He'll know where Foxy Brown is. Let me just get, <laughs> hold on, let me get, I've got on speed dial still. <laughs> Oh yeah, what she said. Just hit her up on the FaceTime and it quickly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> now, um, where is she, Sarah? Well, I think there's something. Did she actually go to jail? Or there was yeah, talk of a jail. I think she spent some time yeah, in I think jail. She did go to jail. It seems it's weird. Little Kim didn't she go to jail as well? Did she? I don't know. Anyway, no, no, no. She got plastic surgery. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's yeah, a different yeah, yeah. person now. Yeah, that's a different type of prison. <laughs> no, but I think she. Yeah. <laughs> oh my in. god, <laughs> that really scares me. Plastic surgery, man. 
Like, I feel sad yeah. for people like Little Kim because how much do you hate yourself inside? Like, to me, plastic surgery, of course, it's different if you have some kind of crazy scar from an accident or whatever, but it's like... If you need it, basically. It's yes, different if you need it, but people do it now just for the sake of, like, I want to look like that weird thing over there. Oh, my God. Like, I always, what I've, what I've always wondered, because they all start looking pretty similar you know like it's fashion some kind of fish like that 80s nose but <laughs> is that what it is the 80s nose there's some kind of fish that all plastic surgeons say that's it that's, <laughs> that's what, what we're going like. for yeah. you know what no, I mean you see how the noses changed through the eras like because in the 80s it was like that 80s the Michael Jackson, Jackson nose, nose. <laughs> and that was fashion then and then yeah. that's changed like over time isn't it but it's like to me plastic surgery is a psychological issue is going on mm. there rather than there's nothing wrong with you because I don't whatever you look like everyone's different man and yeah. you gotta accept you for you but unfortunately there are people that you know they're not happy with themselves and they decide like ah this is what I'm gonna look like that fish <laughs> yeah. that fish that that doctor that lesser spotted I don't know what it is man they, but they all have a similar look with the top lip oh. just all of a sudden like that and then the cheekbones like you know the cheeks just look like you stuff. Scary. Yeah, there's like, you know what I mean? Some. What is that, man? Temple mattress in the cheeks yeah. or something going on. No, but that it's even makes two me rice sad. balls just like, growing. Yeah. Rice ball. Some you put rice sum. ball in my cheek, yeah. Uh, no, I feel really bad because even when I saw the. Um, is it Kylie Jenner? See, I'm even ashamed that I know. I, Kylie Jenner. Punch That's me the in the young face, one, guys, please, for even knowing that girl's name. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's the young but, one, right? Yeah, the is she the one, one who... I don't know. Which one is the tiger? I can't... Anyway, but one of them was having, like, the injections in the lips. And it's like, oh, blatantly, Botox. you're trying to be like... Your, no, Botox is when that, like, freezes your face. And that's nutty to do Botox. You have no idea what the long-term impacts of that are. They don't care about long-term impacts. Come on, man. They don't give a They're like, what's up right now? Just, yeah, just let me just get that right now. You know oh, what I mean? That's all they care about is the right now. That makes me sad. But the other day, I was also thinking about things in the past that were just like standard that we look at now as like that is madness I can't mm. believe that happened like whether we're talking about it being illegal for interracial marriages or whatever I think there's things happening right now that in the future we're going to look back on and be like that is nutty like that's how I think people are going to feel about weaves what so imagine yeah this is, <laughs> weaves is another hair funny weaves. Like, one, in yeah. the future people are going to be like seriously black people were weaving their hair like that yeah, they like, seriously what till they went bald. Like <laughs> yeah. people weave until they're actually bald, At and the then they, there's nothing to put the weave onto anymore. So now they need a wig and glue. It's gluing to the <laughs> bald. It's scary. Imagine it makes me sad. Mummies like so they're basically mummifying themselves now, doing all this plastic surgery with some Thai yeah. girl's hair, some hair from Bangladesh or something. <laughs> some Thai girl's hair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or horse hair. Because, no, that's what made me think of it was... Oh, the horse at Jesus Christ. But that's what made me think of it because I saw a bit of um, the Chris Rock good hair. Why does everything seem to come back to Chris Rock on the show? The good hair um, documentary. <laughs> but no, and when he was talking... Dude, you must have seen that film, Good Hair. Uh, did I see it? But he was, like, talking to loads of, like, black female um, celebrities about, like... Um, hair weaving after his daughter said why don't I have good hair oh, and yeah, then yeah, um, yeah, so yeah. he decided you got to quite look a lot of backlash it. for that innit it was a oh, lot really? of yeah well I think like because he I think people felt like especially black women felt like he was going at them 
Really? You know, he was going at black women for... They can't handle the truth! Yeah, well, basically, that's what it is. And uh, then, it's, But even watching that film, though, I thought it was kind of like... It was good that he tried to approach the subject, but it became a kind of light-hearted, like, yeah, this is so funny, we have to put this on our hair. And, like, it was, and it's like, no, let's address... Same as, for me, in my opinion, anyway, there's a psychological issue going on there if you feel mm. that, you know, who you are genetically mm. needs to be erased at any co- at the cost of baldness potentially yeah well yeah 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 I mean I've got family that straight up they overdid it with the weave and now they're looking unbelievable <laughs> real unbelievable I, I'm gonna have to I might have to start doing I used to do that on Twitter I remember unbelievable Wednesdays unbe- yes we're, now maybe that we I'm, need to bring that to Fubar Mice yeah and describe it on air it's just like you. wow really you're gonna try and get away with that you like weave alone I don't get like the you know, I love like, but I just don't understand why you want to walk around with hair that doesn't look like it's your hair. So how do, as a man then, because obviously women are doing this, a large part of it is because they think that this is men. what is attractive to men. So from a man's point of view. From a man, from my point of view, look, my mum used to be a hairdresser. So I used to watch her doing women's hair. So I could see when it's like not real hair. Some of my mm. brethren, I'd be like, right, <laughs> she's got weave. Huh? That ain't weave. That's not a weave. That's not a weave. Excuse me. Is that a weave? <laughs> you know, she gets a little burgundy blush and that. You'd be like, Rav, why though? Because it doesn't look that great. It doesn't look that real. But yeah. what I've heard is that it's easier to maintain than your own hair. With the weave, you could just like brush and go. You could wake up, brush, brush, Flick brush and that. go. But when it's your own hair, you got to do all the, you know, putting on this, that moisturizer, this and that. So that's I know, part of but it. this is the thing. If you're trying to look like, a European person mm. it's the same way imagine if a white person every day was trying to create an afro mm, this like, reminds me of somebody <laughs> what was her name again she had a lot of disease and... yeah and it was an interesting <laughs> yeah. no but it was funny Rachel Toshal how do you say Toshal every time I hear the name it's a different pronunciation nobody knows look we got uh, we got a celebrity coming up very soon uh, special guest for all you mother lovers out there oh yeah yeah guess who <laughs> a London celebrity. Yeah. Let me guess. Is he um It says here he's here. He's here in the studio. Well, not in the studio, but he is here. Oh, I see. A re- a, I thought you were talking about our, our online our um on the phone line celebrity. <laughs> not Pete and Pimlico then. I got excited. I thought I was going to meet Pete and Pimlico. <laughs> no, sure. Pete and Bimbo will be. We'll, hopefully, we'll be hearing from him later in the in the the show. But yes, we do actually have a live guest who is joining us in the studio today. This is so super exciting. So keep it locked to Foodball Radio. Me and Mice can just jabber about everything and anything for the time. So make sure you hit us up at Tuesday Drive um, at foodballradio.com That's the one or twittercom slash radio Remember. We always do Tuesdays, Are You Taking the Piss? So we want to hear from you guys and let us know what this week has made you say, Are you taking the piss, bro? Like, for real, though, for real. Like, we want to know. This is your time to vent. The show is all about you guys. So we want to hear from you. We want to know what what you guys is saying. Um, But before that, let's play um, something fresh out of the UK. Mm, Have you heard of this guy, Shaka? Yeah, I have heard of Shaka. This is a tune that caught my attention. Let me hear this. I ain't heard this yet. No, this is fresh. You're locked into Foo Bar with Sarah Love and My Stiggy. Yeah. I'm feeling that. New UK music. I like that tune. Because it's not often... I'm quite a difficult customer to please, I'd say. Yeah, you um, are. You are, Sarah. I'd say that as well. You definitely... <laughs> are you calling me a hater? No, no. That's the... Hey, if no, I no, want no, to say no, you're no. a hater, you're a hater. You know what I'm saying? 
<laughs> put that hater raid down. Nah, nah. But no, you are. But I've it's got good high to have standards. people. Exactly, exactly. It's good and to I'm, have people like that. I'm like that with MCing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it takes a lot for some, for me to go. Yeah, you know what? They're good. They're good. I like that. Yeah, I'm, like s- that. I'm the same way. Yeah, and that's so actually you, you caught have to my be. attention. That's how yeah. you keep your. That's how you get where you are. We've you got know? to be. We've got to be. And that was the voice of the one and only Ty. Hello. The UK killer ah. disturbing the scene ah. from time is what in is the that? studio with us. Wow. In the house, so, so Marvel honor. lovers. It is lovely to have you here. I wasn't sure for a minute if it was going to happen, but but yeah. you are in the place to be. Apologies, my people not speaking to your people and whatever. Left hand's not talking no, to right hand. No, no, it doesn't matter I'm, now. It's I'm, all I'm ancient the, history. I'm in, the, I'm in the studio, so it's like, my, I, I, I'm not talking to anybody, so it's, that's how it is. Oh, I don't apologies, care. I'm apologies. just happy you're here. It's an honour. How honor. are you? I'm good, you know. I'm really good. I'm, uh, I'm feeling free. I'm feeling um, happy about the music. Mm. So I'm just trying to really... This time round, I'm trying to really just lock my head down, get on with that, and not say too much. So what, you're in the process of working I'm on music? I'm right in the mix. Like, i got snares in my pocket. Ew. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Kick snare with the idea. Mm-hmm. Right? Ready to drop. Mm-hmm. I'm loving so it. So what's the deal? Like, I've, I've, I've been and reading I'm the like, um, Is it true you just got signed or... It, well, what's, the, what's the juggling? It's, 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 it's an interesting one because the word sign nowadays doesn't mean what we used to think it means. No. So really it's a collaboration between myself and this label called True Thoughts. Mm. And it it's, it's really is a collaboration rather than them just picking me up and taking me. I'm, I'm dealing with my side of things. I'm so dealing you, with the music. You, so you're like partnering with them as opposed to... It's a partnership. Wow, mm. okay. It's, it's that from the beginning. Game changing, yeah. Yeah, it's like the first record we put out was the um, the EP Kicksnare and Idea. Mm. I finished mm. that. I did all of that. Did the videos mm. before I came before I joined the label. Yeah. All right. So it's 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 a it's a strange one because sometimes you need the help of you want to feel like oh you know can you help me give me but some being money. part of a team as well is a that's nice good, a helpful dynamic kind of thing because yeah. I think that also helps as an artist because then you can focus on being the best artist you can be yeah and other people can focus on like you know the paperwork. Look how or, deep this interview just got to the straight to the <laughs> that's how we paperwork. We're talking about paperwork out <laughs> yeah. here, baby. You know what I mean? And submitting tax returns and no, no one else know I ate for breakfast. <laughs> Nothing like that. It's just straight. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. You know, there's important issues to discuss right. before um, six let's, o'clock when we're up out of here. Let's do it. Let's do it. Someone will say we're taking a piss, but we're not. Oh. <laughs> no, but we are not. We do want you lot to tweet in, Facebook in, or email in, and let us know. What has been taking a piss? Yes, every week we have um, a special feature on the Tuesday Drive, which is, are you taking a piss? It's a chance when the listeners get to vent about wow. what this week has made them say, are you taking a piss? So it's always courtesy where we ask our guests, but we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, you have a think about so, what. Yeah, you'll have yeah, yeah, there's a few, you've got to sieve out. Yeah, with, yeah you got to well, refine who it Who deserves down. to mention? I'm I'm little, yeah, <laughs> on, online I get a little bit on it, so let me just hold back. I know you've yeah. got plenty to get into. In fact, we should probably start, are you taking a piss early? Because I know there's going to be lots wow. between the three of us. We're like a devastating combination right now for wow. actually taking the piss Tuesdays. So, Fubar listeners, brace yourselves for that. That's all, all coming up. But I wanted to um, hit the listeners with something um, that I heard from you recently, which is actually you featuring on the Nikki Lars. Tu- it's Nikki Lars record, isn't it? Yes. Yes, and. Is dude actually French? Yeah, he's French. He's yeah. a French beatmaker. Yeah, yeah like, oui, 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 oui. <laughs> maybe oh. le Champs Elysees. I make oh. these beats for you. You rap on it, and maybe d'accord, d'accord. <laughs> that's all I got. That's all I remember. <laughs> that that will get you far. Yeah, that's parts, as much yeah. French as we can speak right here. But hey, let's move on. Yeah, let's, let's keep it rolling. Let's keep that ball rolling. But yes, yeah, so you are tuned into Food Bar Radio, and we have our special guest Ty in the studio. So let's hit yeah. them off with something fresh. 
And um, yeah, we've got much more goodies coming for you on the way. Hit us up on twitter.com slash Radio, and you can email us at tuesdaydrive at foobarradio.com. Peace! I'm loving the vibes. That's the sound of Nikki Lars featuring our special guest live in the studio right about now. It's time! Hey, 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 hey! The formidable. Ah. <laughs> the unstoppable. The untalkable. When did your first record come out? First record? Yeah. Are we dating me now? Yeah. Let me see. Well, I believe if I'm lucky. The first record. Oh, 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 Sarah, oh. All right, let me leave the room now before yes. we all make a mess We've up in so, um, <laughs> um, The first record I was on, I think it was IG Culture's first album. Ooh. Wow. So that's, so that's 1990. Wicked. I think so, yeah. 1990 wow. or 92. That's like. dope. That's, that's an accomplishment. They say. Because, I mean, really, when you think of black artists in the UK... Like, there's not... Um, Can we say that here? Can we say black artists? I yeah. say whatever the hell I want! What? I'm getting used <laughs> to that. Being a, I'm, I'm being a, it's I'm a getting, bit of a culture shock. Yeah, it's a bit of a shock, shock for me to be, to be that <laughs> it's open. It's not used to say. I can yeah. say that? <laughs> Fuck yeah. it, man. You can say whatever you <laughs> no, fucking want. Because, you know what yeah, but <laughs> okay, I think it's, it's important. This is what I love about FUBAR Radio. Because they believe in, um, you know... Just talk freely. Exactly. And it's like, from me coming from working at such, you know, established bureaucracy driven organisations <laughs> I yeah yeah <laughs> mentioning no names mm. um, no which I have a lot of respect for as well but I think it's so important that we have people who aren't taking you know the horse leads the cart not the cart leading the horse give us it's, free give yeah. us free <laughs> release also the, it's where the, the music comes from our music comes from a space of trying to speak a particular way about many topics not just about racial issues about anything so the fact that you mm-hmm. can't talk about that stuff already hinders the uh, the music you're playing yeah, yeah. so let's and even censorship within yeah. the music also so let's get it yeah. <laughs> but no I think when you think of uh, black artists in the UK that it's it's a shame that there's a few uh, you know there's not more that we can speak of who necessarily have a career that span you mm. know a cons- career th- yeah. that are still relevant today it's, it's spanning that long it, it is interesting mm. but I, I do worry about that and I do I, I do think I mean I've had conversations with Maestro in the past where it's just like we just got to recognise that for some reason the window is, is 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 closed for us and suggested that you should only be an artist to this level and you shouldn't be and it's, it's for you to actually define who you are and how mm. you do it and I was doing that from early and a lot of times when I was doing it from early a lot of people was looking at me sideways like ah oh, you know you're not really with the crew you're not really and then it's only now that people are beginning to see certain things like playing with a live band and mm. all I was I was in there but why do you say that it, you were saying you think it's kind of restrict there's a, a, a narrow scope for I, how for, for black music kind of thing like I, or black artists why window. do you say that I, I, think it's, I, think it's, I think it's not so much just black music I think for us it was hip hop I think hip hop wise we were um, everybody was like yeah you know if you don't freestyle then you're not this and if you don't do this if you're not this if you don't do this and it's like really how about you just you know like all of us are, in, mm. are on this journey with hip hop where we're, where, where we're learning new things mm. you know like I, you know, Maestro put an album out two, a year ago Maestrogen like you know you're learning how to do things differently all the time I'm, I'm learning how to program or learning how to arrange or learn to, how to think about music differently so to me it's a journey it should only be about the journey even Rakim all of the music that they made then what we were hearing was they're experimenting at their time and just nailing it and even now, you know, there's certain things that they do, certain things that KRS-One's doing now where you're like, oh, wow. Okay, so you hit, you hit a high level early 
and then to maintain it you you, you have to keep learning things but i feel know. that's also how you create innovative movements you know or you pioneer new things is by having like as the freedom musicians. to experiment yeah. as yeah, creative you should be people. allowed you should be allowed yeah. to experiment but there is that thing of there there are eras in it there are like yeah you know, you're going to have like that. We've gone, I hope, well, nah, I yeah, thought we, we had the auto tune era. But oh, God. Yeah, no, I guess we kind of thought we I did. Think. But so you've got this era now where everybody seems to be cool to do that. Right. Or there, there's. In the past, you'd be laughed out of the park for that nonsense. Now I also feel, feel like there's, it's an era where it doesn't matter if you sound too much like. People now are kind of getting noticed because they sound like somebody. Yeah. That's the aspiration, and, cool, you know, is, like, and that's how you, is conformity. That's changed. That's, changed. Yeah. that's the rule now. That's is conformity, but whereas coming from a hip hop background, it, it was, was about like, having your own distinctive yeah, sound, you, and that's you, what I was saying yeah, earlier, yeah. where you knew that's a primo beat. Yeah, you know, yeah. oh, yeah. that's large professor kind of thing. It's like it, that was what you aspired to be was individualism, mm. and you was a sucker if you were sounding like someone else. Like, I know, before, and you got hailed you out. Know, yeah, you know, you, you was actually like people used to. You know, I remember like Funky DL had a hard time in the beginning where people was just like well it's great but you know you sound like blah 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 your beats sound like yeah. blah 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 your rapping sounds like and you know over time I mean he did his thing but over time the UK scene grew to a point where it just developed Dizzy Rascal all these people came out afterwards which showed that you could use the UK voice so mm. it was nice but I feel like we the c- level of creativity <laughs> just on, listening at what there. the food so it was like high kicking today boy this is just me standardly t- but see we don't spend enough time together yeah we don't we don't we have to change that no I mean this is, this is my problem is that I'm always like on the pulpit but no um is that I just feel that our level of creativity and like pioneering sounds and like pushing the envelope socially, politically and all that happens when us as a community are policing each other yes. rather than we're being policed by like people who sit in an by office who actually by the police yeah. who have actually nothing to do or understanding of our scenes and things. And so to me, that was where you had like a kind of watershed in hip hop is when it became a real industrialized Thing where yeah. people in at the top were calling the shots top down. Yeah, Whereas yeah, yeah, when yeah, we yeah, yeah. when you think of the golden era, that was when it was all us on the street level saying, "Yo, you're whack because you're biting his sound." Oh yeah, no, someone did that before. You need to come fresh, September, like you know. September 1997. That's the de- why is September 1997. September 1997 is when Clear Channel brought out BT. Oh my god, Clear and Channel w- terrifies well, me. But when they did that, when they when they brought it out, that was the significant change in music because they mm-hmm. they then set a a rule where they said they didn't want to have certain types of artists and music had to be dumbed down. It's despicable. It's trickled down from that point on. Mm-hmm. That, well, that's, that's another point. And um, to do with like, do you think, so do you think that the industry purposely don't sign artists that are of a certain level of intelligence or a certain level <laughs> of... It's, um, it's in the book. Uh, Professor Trisha, Trisha Rose Hip Hop Wars. It's in the book. You can see it's, it's absolutely. And what he's saying, what you just mm. uh, to answer your question, yes, because it feels that, like that. that it feels true. like. But it that really even feels relates like to like what Tony Be- the quote that we played earlier yeah, from yeah. Tony Ben. You know about Tony Ben, the politician. Anyway, I know about he was him, like, I don't know what you, you said. don't know about Mando. Tony ben, oh, yeah. I, don't know I know about he goes Tony. in. I know he goes in from yeah, time to time. Like I love him, but he's yeah. got bars. Mando right, but he's got bars. For real though, he was talking about like unemployment and. um but Basically, also, like, yeah, the powers that be. You don't want a healthy, educated yeah, um, population. Yeah, yeah. You want young people children. who Struggling. are fearful and, you know, are um, demoralized because yeah. they're easier c- to control. So, mm. in many ways, I feel like that's an analogy for what we see happening with, like, the rap industry. And I say rap in, as a differentiation to hip hop. Def- it's definitely. Yeah. You know what's funny? With this whole thing, 
because we've been in it and we've been part of it for so long, we often feel guilty for trying to suggest that, oh, mm. you know, some, someone tampered with our water. Someone tampered with our food. And is it's like, because, Yeah, because yeah. we're in it. But the fact is, if you step back and you look, there is absolutely documented evidence that these things have happened and they've trickled down to affect everything else. So anyone that's interested, Trisha Rose, the book Hip Hop Wars, and she's got a book called Black Noise that came before that. It's there for you. I'd be fascinated. I haven't actually checked that book out, but be- I know quite a bit about Clear Channel and how terrifying it is because they own something like 200 stations in um, America. So like all your mainstream they, um, they commercial stations in America, but they have a rules where it's like when they pick up a tune to be playlisted, yeah. each station has to play that song yeah, 150 yeah, times yeah, a week yeah, yeah. or whatever and, and, it is. And with those type of things, when you've got that kind of policing, it will affect the water. It will affect... Oh, do, totally, because it's monkey see, monkey do. Yeah. You know, so all kids so know is crazy, taking man. their cues. For, and you know, this is even something that's documented in science experiments in other fields, looking at psychology of, like, monkeys and things like that. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's like, even... It's the same thing for, like, humankind. Like, yeah. we can only copy from the examples we're shown, isn't it? But the, the upside of it is, like, as a village, because of the di- digital... I, I think, personally, UK hip-hop took a step forward when we went online. Yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, we, it we took started speaking we all started speaking (laughs) in ways that we never spoke before and it it was like it was really like a dual like you know we're doomed if we don't speak now you can't front anymore what's your email mice what's your email you know that we have to start speaking and i think when those things started happening there was more unity more unification started to happen and more we more realized that who actually loves this thing if we love it then we have to do things we have to organize things we have to organize you know different things to happen and and i've always been a part i've always tried to do things in a particular way where I realised that you know what I've got a platform I've got a career I've got a legacy I've got listeners mm-hmm. so I sometimes will push artists into my listeners eardrums to say look this is what it is or I'll play like I played Roots Maneuvers um, Witness to Fitness in the beginning of our show for two years before that became a hit because we had the dub plate because I was on the same label and with stuff like that we were doing like you know we play Maestro's record in the beginning of our show but this is our duty and exactly. our responsibility and when you have a platform I but feel but when you have incredible artists you have to make a, you have to, and you have a platform that's been diluted in the way it has you have to create new rules you have to create new patterns mm. of behaviour mm. and I think it's about using your platform so I'm really I'm kind of into that I'm, I'm, yeah you, I like what I'm seeing you oh, do like, I like it because it's like I think the, a big factor is that it's um, no one people of your level in mm. the scene that have like you know been doing this and like you know you're looked at and regarded as paving the way for a lot of us mm. are not that vocal about some of the things that they should be because you've got an influence over a lot more people than some of us that are like you know yeah yeah oh they're, they're known and whatnot yeah, but they, yeah. not everybody's listening to us no. so you know it, I think it's important for people like Tide to make that transition like I've always said the transition from the physical selling CDs and records and whatnot going over into the digital world where it's like social networking and videos and not many people have managed to make that transition too well and mm. the, the, the people that have are still quite relevant. Do you know what I mean? They're still quite known, yeah, still the doing their thing. Yeah. Mm. But there's a lot of people that didn't. They d- became the dinosaurs. That, But then now, so that's one st- step, is like now learning how to um, move around and conversate in this new world. But then the next step is actually making sure that people in this new world know that this is, you, you can be yourself, you can do what you want to do. Yeah. You don't feel like you have to follow what you keep seeing on TV or keep hearing on the radio because yeah. and and it's happening now like yeah. like you said man it, like it's really happening so i think um 
we just keep taking those steps, man. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I feel there's a lot of similarities there when we even to politics. Like in the past, when you mm. think when there was much more um, stranglehold over media, like mm. now, yeah. when even though like BBC or whatever other news outlets aren't reporting that 250,000 people were marching through London this Austerity past weekend, March, yeah. you know, we are reporting it be- yeah. because we have access to like online. And so it hip-hop. can't be hidden. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, this is what hip-hop. I mean. Yeah, like, exactly. why this is yeah. the, uh, the, the similarities yeah, like yeah, of what is going on like with the music right. industry what? goodness me you've only been here for like two minutes Sarah you're taking a piss <laughs> hey hit but us let- up with your taking the pieces man <laughs> exactly we're going to be getting into it shortly Ty prepare yourself alright I, I know you're ready to go Ooh, in on- <laughs> but I before I'd hit you with like some classic music from Ty who's like in the studio right Ty now you listen to FUBAR <laughs> Like, I know people throw these kind of words around too much, but this is like classic UK music now. What year did this come out? 2003, 2004. Goodness me! Fresh That's though, a lifetime! Man. Yeah, but it's fresh. And it this still was sounds the, fresh. It, guys, you got to see the video to this. The tune's called Wait a Minute. Yeah. By Ty, T.Y. Who is and the video in the studio like right that, now. Where you was in the beach. In, in the yeah, beach, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was I hilarious, man. I couldn't reach man. the girls. I couldn't reach yeah, them. Innovative video, man. Like, especially for that time as well, where everyone was just doing like the road thing. Yeah, let me just get my pit bull. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the man and the then, from the estate. And then this is me in front of my estate. Yeah. yeah this is me behind my estate. And then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the side video. of my estate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know. the shops in my estate. Hey, yeah. the... Look for that video, man. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that as well, but no, it's no. a bit tired. Yeah. You're taking the piss, man. You're kind of taking the piss with Look, that. And we've, we're almost, it is almost that time, but before we get into the time, I think as a, a good message. warm-up. Okay, go on. What's, what's the message? from Stu in Fulham, yeah? <laughs> Stu, mate, how's it going, yeah? In you're right, Stu! Going down North End Road, mate, yeah? Go down to Bookies, mate. Make sure you get one on for me, yeah? <laughs> Now, Stu is like, where's Pete in Pimlico at? The man has got jokes! Pete, are you there? Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. All right. Yes. How are you doing, Pete? In Pimlico. Yeah, we're all good. We're all good, man. You How's know, Pimlico doing low, today? Yeah. Pimlico's nice. You know, it's all right. Could be better. Could be worse. Yes. Uh, and that's... what? How have you been feeling about some of the issues we've raised on today's show? Some of the issues. What? Like, I know you've got plenty of opinions about everything. Austerity, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah what do you like... think about all that business then? I like it. <laughs> you like a bit of austerity, you do. Yeah, you like selling off the like, welfare system. You know, everything's expensive now, isn't it? But like, you know, everything. Weed's gone up a lot. So <laughs> you have to grow your own <laughs> weed. Boy, and if you can. They, you know, you have to buy two for one at Tesco. <laughs> you know what I mean? But then you can't go. They say don't go to Tesco. You got to go to Lidl. Yeah, I was going to say, go bro, you're boiling. <laughs> Pete, I was about to say. Go, no. Tesco. You're you're boiling, boiling, you go Because Waitrose is good quality. And actually you get more per mile per gallon. Really? Is it? So we should give. It, you should start a whole blog just on Lidl versus Waitrose. Pete and Pimlico's yeah, blog. No, but what, sw- what? What this week, Pete though, has made you yeah. say? Are you taking the piss? Come on, yeah, I know Taylor, this. Yes. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift taking the piss. You know what? Oh. I wanted to know what Mice and Ty made of this story. What have you got to yeah. say about Taylor Swift? Well, look, man, she getting the she's selling loads on Apple. She won't give them a few thirty days free trial because she's greedy, isn't it, blood? We're all struggling with everything, getting our two for one at Tesco. She's living on a yacht in the Bahamas, and she wants that bit more, doesn't it? She's got twenty billion. I know I want another million on top, blood. No, but she's saying makeup, toe polish. Pete, she's saying she's saying that she's doing it for the the up and coming artists. You know, 
Is she gonna give it? Is she gonna give it to them then, blood? Her money from the thirty days? No, <laughs> no, no blood. And they've got. Name. I have like seven thousand mm. plays to get a tenner or something on on these types of yeah, things, exactly. isn't it? And then there's like that other works. people are saying it's kind of controversial um, because uh, I mean. In some ways, you could say this is like perfect promo for Taylor Swift and for Apple. So I wouldn't put the cynic in me wouldn't put it past them that this yeah. is like you know an orchestrated event. Because what better devil. image of Apple could you create rather than oh god they actually care and this is just something they overlooked and they've met, yeah. took action on this and then at the same time so it makes her look great. Using the music business, what is it like? That is what? How do you make the money now? Yeah, well, that, that's the thing, man, because what what the yeah. whole thing is that, you know, you might lose out. them That 30-day trial or whatever it is, and they're saying they're doing it for free. That's Apple's business. That's not our business. Fine. Our business is to sell the music. We don't even yeah. really, the whole streaming thing, we don't even really want that. But it's almost like you're forced into it because they're like, well, look. This if is you what's don't, happening now. Yeah, if you don't stream, people are going to just download your shit anyway. So you might as well. That you're is an get, economic model, blood, isn't it? So yeah. you got to sell it on the... But Apple should pay you, blood, because they've got like a million pounds in the bank, innit? They got more than <laughs> At that, least bro. A million yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you're like, excited million on that. There's a million in there they somewhere. They got more than Taylor Swift's got. <laughs> yeah, they, no, they Why have. Why does she buy Apple? I'm, what did, what buy did you no make Apple, of the Taylor Swift story? My, time? my problem with this whole thing is Taylor Swift is not relevant. So Taylor Swift has been made relevant because of Kanye West. She's been made relevant because he snubbed, you know, he jumped in and interrupted But at the same time, being devil's advocate, you could I, say she me, was selling millions let, of records let, even let, by let, that point let, too. Let me, let me finish. So what I'm trying to say is she was selling millions of records, but they weren't to us. She wasn't relevant to us. She wasn't making music that we were listening to. Mm. I was buying them, blood. <laughs> I know you then, were, Pete. Then, I know you're a closet then, Taylor Swift fan. Then she, you know... <laughs> two for one, innit, Pete? And then the media <laughs> shift happened and, she, you know, she started doing shake them off, shake them off. She became relevant in a, in a kind of Britney Spears kind of way. And now, all of a sudden, we're asking her opinion of certain things. And I'm like, well, let's be really honest. Um, when these artists are at this level, there is a media team behind them that tell them what to say, how to say it, how to push it out. We are really believing that Taylor Swift woke up this morning and made a tweet and said, you know what? I'm not doing this. Absolute fraff. I just think there's a team behind that. So you uh, reckon business, she's like, business, business, isn't it? It's a team. We're forgetting that. That Taylor Swift doesn't just do things. She didn't just make her video and made it relevant to us and start dancing. But there's a marketing team behind everything. The whole thing is orchestrated. Yeah, this and this is, is the saying. case with most people it's who are in the charts right now, it, which is why like, I have little interest in like the aspirations for the music industry. And I think the bottom line is it's also like there's a kind of real um, di- different, major disparity going on between what her music is and the messages of her music, which apparently she's an artist, and um, like these kind of um, uh, stage, staged... Uh, <laughs> no, but I mean, to me, it's like, how are you making all these political statements about the industry and standing up for artists' rights and of all it. of this stuff, but at the same time, your song... Because I was like, okay, let me do some research on her music to oh. make sure I'm not judging I'm sorry, her music's fraff. It's pop. No All right, one but cares listen, about guys, music. I am going to say here that she's making that you've it for seen kids. her five times live. And no, I've seen her it. breasts. She's good. I'm telling you. No, what no. does the YouTube Bonio say no, about no. all this? <laughs> no, but. Uh, you know, this is the thing about like people that make that type of music. They're not making it for people like us. True. So we're we're not necessarily going to be into it, or we're not going to appreciate it the way that some of the kids would and whatnot. But I love good apparently, pop music. Apparently, Abba made music for me. But it didn't hit. I didn't like it. Then. Mm. No, but there's loads of pop music that is that I love. What? So it's not I even the, about. Pop. I, I hear the point. My only thing, like I said to you before, is I'm just 
I can't marvel at the brilliance of someone that has a marketing team before that br- tells her to brush her teeth, and we get to see that. So we are arguing about someone's actions, but actually those actions have been pretty orchestrated. much orchestrated. So, so do you reckon it doesn't matter whether she said that or not? It wouldn't matter. Apple. Well, the, pro- the problem is Taylor Swift's already double double whammed, double whammed herself because the the agreement that she has with photographers. Mm. Is actually goes against the agreement she's actually suggested. Well, yeah, this was what was this like is brought the to light, so, isn't oh, it? So, so she, she yeah. has a similar. So she contradicted herself. She's, contra- she's contradicted herself because the truth of it is, someone else is controlling the strings of everything she does. So she hadn't thought about that before she made this big comment. She's a contradiction. There you go. <laughs> she's not a but listen, we've got to get everybody's Pete? are you taking the piss? And Just so for, for Pete, that, Pete, he says, Pete, Taylor Pete. Swift. Are you is. taking the yeah, piss? Yeah, Pete, I'm Taylor Swift taking the piss, innit? In it, blood. Right. It's lovely talking to you, Pete. But um, yeah, for, okay, Ty. <laughs> Tell us then, what this week made you say? Are you taking the piss? Uh, Rachel. The Rachel, <laughs> the Rachel Daliza Lizzo. Yeah, come and say the second that name That was, me, I can't say it. I don't know. I can't, I'm not, I refuse to learn it. Let me tell you what the, the taking the piss aspect is. Yeah. <laughs> the taking the piss aspect is not Rachel herself. Aww. It's the actual fact that black people are not being asked or allowed to be annoyed at what she's done. We're being told, oh, you know, it's not that bad. And everybody that's telling us is actually mm. not us. Everyone's saying, don't, 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 don't jump on her. You know, she she oh, she's, she's got not seen that's what's going that. online. It's, you 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 are being hard on her. It's like wait a minute, but it's us. She, it's an embarrassment to us. She's, I've she, seen very few people defending embarrassment her. Embarrassment to us. I think so. Why? Because she basically has taken a job. She's blacked up. She's done a hot. Like, a lot of people are looking at it like, oh, but she worked for the NACPP. I'm like, well, listen. First of all, if you check your evidence, you'll see the media has presented a particular angle for her, for us to to understand her. And in the beginning, the media angle was she did some good stuff, but then she messed up and did the black thing. So forgive her. And it's like, wait a minute, let's look at the good stuff. Let's look at the black thing. So she's definitely brainwashed her younger brother into believing that her, the family that adopted him, that are white, that adopted three of them, that, uh, that is white, doesn't, is, hates them. This is the actions of a sane person? No, this is the problem. This someone's got a problem. There's more to the story than just the fact of her blacking up. It's blacking up and thinking that that means she understands our struggle. Actually, she doesn't. I don't mind her being here, but it's like, first of all, allow me to be annoyed at what she's done because she's taken the piss. So for yeah. you, it's Rachel. Are you taking the piss? <laughs> is basically that's it, the one you're going for. It's, it's not Rachel. It's everyone else that's saying, "Oh, but you know, don't go down on it." It's like, wait, wait, wait. wait. It's not your call to tell me not to be pissed. I off. actually haven't seen anyone defending her online. Oh, online, trust me, okay. it was going off. Okay, I've not seen, seen, seen much of it, but yes, you are tuned into Foobar Radio with myself, Sarah, um, right. Mr. My Stiggy, the voice of Chocolate Velvet Cake. You're damn. <laughs> I've been your earpiece, right, and our special right. guest Ty is in the, the studio tonight, baby. All right, <laughs> and Ty is in the studio of us right now, and of course, yeah. it is our weekly feature Tuesdays. Are you taking the piss? I've oh got to say, for me, are you taking the this week has to go to Hay Fever. Oh! 
Oh, are you so wow. I, I ain't gonna what lie, man. What the hell? Hay I'm... fever, man. I didn't even used to have hay fever. What's going wow, on? And see. it's like every day you think you're getting a cold, but then it's not really a cold. Are you taking the That's piss? That's the opposite for me, man. I feel like a superhero, boy. Really? Yeah, the <laughs> other day like I had to go weed my mum's garden. I had to go weed mama mice's garden. And I was like, yeah, before the even shit even started, I was like, oh, man, you know I'm going to get hay fever doing this, yeah? And she's just standing there like, go on. Do it. <laughs> She's like, I don't care yeah. if your I'm health like, yeah, is yeah, yeah. in danger. Uh, and then, but after half an hour, like, well, I did an hour and a half. I put in some work. <laughs> you know what I mean? There was sweat dripping down those hours. big ass forehead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't get no hay fever. I was all right, man. So maybe it was almost like a vaccine, a bit of exposure. I don't know. Maybe I've been having bee pollen. I'm I'm not. Yeah, Yeah, just to ruin my gangster image. I know, but that's what's weird because I never used to have it. You know what? I had a crazy statistic recently. In people who live in urban areas, the rate of uh, uh, what do you call it? Allergies is one in three. Mm. People who live in rural areas, like rural tribes, the rate of allergies is one in fifteen hundred. Wow. Are you taking a piss? Good luck for the future generations because it's going to be a mess. The other thing that I thought was really taking the piss, hmm. Prince Harry got knighted. For what? Are you the taking prince the got knighted. Like, for, what does he need to what, be knighted what, by his grandma for? What, what, Come on, you're already so the prince of England, man. Hold so on, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. Wheeler. Whoa. Come again. Rewind my selector. Hold on. How, what do you, so the normal people that get knighted have to do what exactly? You have to do a whole bunch of stuff. They have to perform sexual acts for Prince <laughs> For a reptile. <laughs> for a giant reptile that lives six million feet below the earth's core. I ain't even hired. You get me fired. Um, <laughs> seriously, like, normally people have to do a whole lifetime of stuff to get knighted. Hey, man, don't, don't hate so Prince Harry. He's done a lot. No, I mean. He's done a lot you, for this. You I live mean, for your mum dying. I get it. Sarcasm, okay. Sorry. But. <laughs> you normally have to do a whole bunch of stuff like normally you know if you're getting a knighthood you've done you mean you've got a beard it's white you've done stuff I don't know they're getting a bit silly with this knighthood business no. now because I keep hearing people who've been knighted and I'm like props and everything but seriously how no that's, that's, that feels a little bit like come on are now. you taking the that piss that feels a little bit like are like, you taking like the bro. piss but what about you Fubar listeners what are you guys saying well we got Stacey in sunny London town yeah cause like <laughs> I like how she keeps it vague she's yeah. like I don't want to Do reveal I mean? my location just in case because like my manager might be watching me right now I'm on the till anyway <laughs> on me hands free um, she says hello this morning right this oh, morning Stacey, I didn't notice my you. lace was undone and some bloody joker stepped on it <laughs> at Leicester Square Tube and I tripped over this is not how I roll. Are you taking the piss? Well, right, well, 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 when she says her lace, what are we talking about? What are we talking about exactly? Her lace front or her lace... Oh, the lace yeah, weave. That is, that's hard. We're talking about weave. We're talking about weaves. Oh, it's the weave. It's not like the top. Nah, I no. think it was her trainers, to I be honest. I think shoelace. Before you get excited, I think it was We're her We're getting Reebok insights pumps. into <laughs> your filthy <laughs> mind, yeah, I, I, got, I, got, I got something. You got excited, I got, though. I got, a take, I got a piss take scenario that I need to talk about. But we'll I'll talk about Okay, but Stacey... Stay with Stacey for now. Yeah, anyone tripping you up or, like, barging you in the street. Are you taking the piss? Yeah, so Stacey, I'm backing you on that one. In sunny London town. Yeah, I mean... And who else we got locked in? Verity from Redbridge, yeah? Hey, I used to go to college in Redbridge! Hey, where is Redbridge? Because I've never heard of that place ever in my life. Essex! Oi, oi! I'll tell you what, mate. Oi, oi, listen, mate. My mate, Dave the Spade, mate, he <laughs> loves it down Essex, I'll tell you what. 
It's all right down there. So uh, Verity from Redbridge was saying, I was walking behind a lady in my office building yesterday and we went through about four sets of doors and she didn't hold one door open for me. Are you taking a piss? Are you taking no, a that, piss? No, that is a liberty. You know, whenever that, that happens to me or when I hold a door open for someone and then they just walk through as though you're not standing there for them, I say in the loudest voice, you are welcome. Yeah, no I do. No problem. Then they're like, oh, I'm sorry. Yo, <laughs> I go special. out of my way because of the gold tooth, my height <laughs> and like, you know, the complexion <laughs> of my I go out of my way, boy, to, I'll be over <laughs> Opening the door for grannies, yeah. listening <laughs> to Coldplay on my headphones, yeah. mad loud, just so that people don't, you know, get too worried in that. But yeah, no, that is a liberty. Really people need to get on that saying thank you and ho- holding doors open because everyone wants to complain about how miserable people are in London. It's like, how are we going to change this? We're going to change this, like Mahatma Gandhi said, be the change you want to see in the world. I, hey. I, I want to add one more. Are you taking a piss to, from my? <laughs> I yeah, knew we won't be able I, to stop him on yeah. this. <laughs> no, go on. Is we need more cleavage. Are you it's taking summer. a piss? It's summer. We need more cleavage, ladies. <laughs> what the hell is going on? I don't know what's going on. No, Sorry. but to be like that, I'll tell you what's going on. Yesterday was a cold day, man. And this is not a sexist thing. I'm just saying. It's time. It's summer. This is it now. We've been working for it. Gym-wise, please bring it to <laughs> okay, the table. So, so if that means more men in flip-flops and skin-tight so be, riders. so be it are you taking the piss <laughs> so be it bring it it's that time it's summer. not hot enough yet it's bring it, it, you know I don't think we're going to get it much hotter than now I think we need to if Just we're going to do that whole summer rush let's have do a it. cold shower do and uh, the weather will always feel a lot warmer for okay, you okay I think lovers. we've got time for a couple more are okay, you taking the all right, piss so, alright so we got uh, who have we got now Mike, you this? didn't have anything. I'm surprised you didn't have anything. Yeah, to I didn't. I couldn't sleep. really top what you like. I need to get pissed off. I'm just too happy, man. I realised <laughs> that as well. My music is too happy. But look, Sally in Hammersmith, yeah, mm. West Side. So I got a representative. She's like, hey, peeps, I need a fab <laughs> lolly and can't find one. Do they still make them anymore? Fab is not fab. It's. Are you taking a piss? Yeah, <laughs> it's meant know. to be taking a piss, but it, it can it's be. Fabulously, which one piss? is that? I'm trying to remember is that the, myself. Is that, is that the dark one with the with the wrap around it and the, and the little hundreds and thousands? Uh, no, Sally's oh, letting us feast. know her that's age right now. That's all I'll tell you that right there. <laughs> <laughs> that's like wagon wheel era. Oh, no, I'm thinking of wham, see? Or the dib dab. That's like the same dabs. era as that, isn't it? Curly whirlies, all that business. And, you know, we're nearly out of time. One more. I think we have time for one more. I'm well, taking the piss. L- this, is, um, this, is, this is kind of taking the piss, this one, actually. <laughs> Someone's asked, does Ty prefer... Does he... <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh. Does Ty prefer a normal Ty, a clip-on Ty, or a bow Ty? That's Sam in Adelston. Sam. Thank you, Are Sam. Are you taking the piss? <laughs> <laughs> with that genius Give us ass answer question. Tie. Look, we've got 55 I, seconds I, left. I prefer a normal tie. Ah, <laughs> oh, there you go. It's deep, you see, we're, we're deep here at Food Bar Radio. But it's so lovely to have you here. We love your taking the piss. Remember, you can hit us up in between the show too at Tuesday Drive at foodbarradio.com. Thank you so much, Maestro, for joining yeah, me today. Thanks for having me for back again, the, man. The, the voice of chocolate velvet, velvet cake, cake. That's takeover. Right, ladies and gentlemen. And Ty, Whenever thank you, you so it. much for coming through to the show too. A pleasure. We thank hope you. to yes, like, be seeing and hearing more of you. And um, all you guys listening into the show, it's all about you guys. It's lovely speaking with you and being with you every week. So make sure you lock in next Tuesday, 4 till 6 p.m. at foobarradio.com. This is something right. fresh from Denon Porter and uh, Farron Monch to leave you with. And we're out. Peace. Peace.